I know. Shocker. Andreas Johnson was cut by the New Jersey Devils, and hopefully he clears waivers so that way he can report to Utica. And also, the New Jersey Devils are not done making roster moves. They got to make a couple of more cuts before the start of the regular season. And how do I think that's going to turn out? Well, courtesy of my friends over at allaboutthejersey.com, I'm going to go into more detail about that. So lots to talk about in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up. Your Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked on Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. What's on the agenda for today? We're going to talk about Andreas Johnson and what I feel as though his future uh, looks in terms of him being a part of the New Jersey Devils organization. And then we're going to look at the roster structure, and we're going to look at players who uh, could potentially make the team or players who might find themselves in Utica because the Devils still have a couple more cuts to make, and we'll talk about that momentarily. But first, let's talk about the big story from yesterday, and that was Andreas Johnson being waived by the New Jersey Devils. Now, this was pretty much inevitable. Uh, Andreas Johnson was the odd man out, and unfortunately, you know, with the amount of talent that the New Jersey Devils have coming up, it, it, should, it was just a matter of which player can you potentially get more out of? Like, which player can you push? Which player has more untapped potential and the thing with Andreas Johnson is that I did make a case for him to you know possibly save himself a seat on the roster for the Devils I said like I I saw improvement from Andreas Johnson last year like you saw that after the first month or so but then after a while Andreas Johnson just went quiet and here's the thing that I talked about a couple episodes ago I said that this is on the New Jersey Devils because they hypothetically I don't know like if the phones were ringing for Andreas Johnson or whatever the case might be, I said, like, look for the trade value for Andreas Johnson while his stock is still somewhat decent because, you know, he's running out of contract time and, you know, his his stock is going to continue to decline, decline, and decline. And now it's gotten to a point where you have to waive them and you're going to get nothing out of it. But I don't think the Devils will lose too much sleep at it at night because if he is hypothetically picked up by a team, that could help the New Jersey Devils' salary cap situation. But quite honestly, guys, I would have liked to maybe have gotten a draft pick out of Andreas Johnson if he is hypothetically picked up. But we'll talk about his um, what what his future is like with the Devils uh, just moments from now. But uh, like I said, this was just inevitable for Andreas Johnson. And, you know, um, it, it's just disappointing to see. And I think Andreas Johnson also realized it himself because when he spoke to Ryan Novozinski. He said that he was going to be tossing and turning for a good number of nights just because he missed an open breakaway in preseason. And at that point, that was pretty much the death knell for Andreas Johnson. He knew that was pretty much uh, the signage on the wall saying that he was not going to be given a roster spot on the Devils roster because, unfortunately, you know, Thomas Tatar stepped up his game. Alexander Holt stepped up his game. Fabian Zetterlin, we knew that he was going to be an X factor going forward. So, with Andreas Johnson being waived, uh, it pretty much opens up a pathway for Fabian Zetterlin to uh, get a roster spot come opening night. Now, here's what the NHL released in their press release in regards to 
uh, the situation with Andreas Johnson. So the Devils still have 26 players remaining in training camp, 16 fours, eight defensemen, and two goaltenders. Opening day, 23-man rosters must be submitted to the NHL by 5 p.m. on Monday, October 10th. Three moves will have to be made, not including goalie Jonathan Bernier for the New Jersey Devils. And if you're wondering what the situation is like for Andreas Johnson, is he going to uh, report to Utica? Is another team uh, going to claim him off waivers? Well, here's the thing. According to uh, Ben Burnell, who is a friend of the show, and he covers Utica comments, he said Johnson will need to clear by Saturday in order to be assigned to Utica. And he also said that Johnson is a notable player who was put onto the waivers. And here's the thing. A team like the Arizona Coyotes, they might have their eyes set on Andreas Johnson just because, like I said, his production was somewhat decent, but just very inconsistent. Like uh, the thing is he appeared in 71 games last year. He had 13 goals, 22 assists for a grand total of 35 points. And he had a plus minus a plus four. But like I said, for Andreas Johnson, the production came early on in the season, like the first month or so. And that was pretty much another X factor that was not in the favor of Andreas Johnson, just because it's just like, you know, uh, come opening night. And if he is on the roster, I might get solid production out of him for the first month or so, like the first eight weeks. But then, after that, what do I get? I get basically a player that I forget that is on the team. So that was pretty much the writing on the wall. Uh, I hope Andreas Johnson does clear waivers because I actually do want him to rebound just a little bit. So I hope he does uh, reach Utica. But if not, like I said in uh, the previous episode, if he is hypothetically picked up by another team, because who knows when this episode goes live tomorrow morning or it's live right now. Andreas Johnson might be on his way to Arizona for all I know. So we'll, we'll see what happens, but that's the overall story for, for Andreas Johnson. I predicted it, knew it was going to happen. I think every Devils fan knew it was going to happen. Inevitable, wish him the best. I hope he does reach Utica. And like Ben Burnell said, uh, he has to clear it by Saturday afternoon, I believe at 2 PM if he wants to report to Utica. So We'll see what happens in that regards, but that's the situation for Andreas Johnson. And now it raises the question, like, which other players are going to be cut for the New Jersey Devils? Because I'll repeat it once more. 26 players still remain in training camp, 16 forwards, eight defensemen, and two goaltenders. And the roster has to be 23, and it has to be submitted by Monday, October 10th at 5 p.m. So the New Jersey Devils need to make a few other moves. And now raises the question, who's going to be cut? Well, you know, who's going to be sent to Utica? And how's the roster structure going to form? Because the thing is, the Devils can take an extra defenseman. And I found a, an article courtesy of AllAboutTheJersey.com that went into more detail in that regard. So we're going to look at that momentarily. But before we continue with today's episode, I want to bring you guys the first and only live read this morning. And it comes from our friends at BetOnline. So BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis and articles on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest, easy way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Lockdown Bets for all your betting needs there as well. Oh, uh, just a disclaimer, I do have a cough drop in my mouth right now. I'm still dealing with my sore throat, and obviously when I'm recording an episode, I don't want to be coughing. So just giving that disclaimer, if you ever hear like uh, like clicking on my teeth or whatever the case might be, or if you see 
you're watching on YouTube, if you see one of my cheeks, like, uh, is popular than the other. It's just because, like, trying to hide the cough drop. But anyway, the show must go on. So we talked about Andreas Johnson and the overall situation of him being waived, and I gave my opinion in that regards. And now let's look at the uh, roster structure for New Jersey Devils because they still have to make a few more cuts come opening night. Now, I did some sleuthing around, and I found an article on allaboutthejersey.com, and it talked about uh, the roster structure as it is right now and which players could potentially make the team for the New Jersey Devils. So the three goalies are Mackenzie Blackwood, Vitek Manchek, and Jonathan Bernier. The defensemen, there's eight of them. you got Kevin Ball, Ryan Graves, Dougie Hamilton, John Marino, Shimon Nemetz, Damon Severson, Jonas Siegenthaler, and Brendan Smith. And then for the forwards, you got 16 of them, so – Bear with me, Nathan Bastian, Jesper Boquist, Jesper Bratt, Mason Gearston, Eric Halla, Nico Heischer, Alexander Holtz, Jack Hughes, Michael McLeod, Dawson Mercer, Andre Palat, Yegor Sharangovich, Tomas Tatar, Tyce Thompson, Miles Wood, and Fabian Zetterlund. Now, it does raise an interesting question. Like, what's going to happen to some of these other players? So, of all the eight defensemen, I think we know who's going to make the opening night roster. Like, you know, it's one of the reasons why we haven't really been having this debate because we know that Dougie Hamilton is going to make it. We know Ryan Graves is going to make it. Jonas Siegenthaler, uh, Damon Severson, John Marino, Brendan Smith, because John Marino and Brendan Smith were picked up during the course of the offseason. There is no way that they're not going to make the roster. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. But the interesting thing that AllAboutTheJersey.com uh, brought up in their article is that, you know, the Devils could go into opening night with those six and be done with it, and Ball and the Mets are waiver ineligible. So their demotion would mean the Devils only have to cut one forward. Now, uh, they don't believe that's going to be the case. So they said teams carry, tend to carry an extra defenseman on their roster, so they brought up the debate. Who should make the opening night roster? Kevin Ball or Shimon the Mets. Now, obviously, it would be a, an extra, so they wouldn't really play, but maybe they would be given an opportunity here and here or there, maybe one or two NHL actions just to, you know, see who's the more NHL-ready player. And you know what? We've done it for Fabian Zetterlin, and we've done it for Alexander Holt, so why not do it for Shimon the Mets and also Kevin Ball? So, as you guys know, I'm big on both players. Like, I like Shimon the Mets. He's an athlete, and um, you know, he's proven during the course of preseason that I think he does have some NHL potential, and I think he is NHL ready. We saw his aggression during the prospects tournament, but Kevin Ball has been having a sneaky good preseason, and all about the jersey has acknowledged it. So Ball's performance in preseason has been very good. His defending has been tidy. He has not taken too many penalties, and he is posting uh, pretty well, and his his positioning has been good in addition to that. And the Devils wanted to see Ball during the course of preseason, so they gave him 66 minutes. And, you know, only a handful of players have had more five-on-five ice time than Ball during the course of the preseason action, or as I like to call it, the beta NHL games. But nonetheless, it's like Kevin Ball, we haven't really been talking about him, but he's been having a sneaky good preseason. And then Shimon the Mets, he's an athlete. I've, I've been big on him ever since the New Jersey Devils drafted him. He has a lot of upside. He has a lot of potential. But if I had to pick one or the other, I'm going to go with what AllAboutTheJersey.com said because they picked Kevin Ball over Shimon the Mets. And the reason why is simply this, because there's no reason to rush Shimon the Mets. Like, yeah, he was selected second overall, but at the same time, there's a lot of other good defensemen in front of him. So why did we draft Shimon the Mets in the first place? It was to develop him alongside 
Luke Hughes, who is still, uh, you know, doing his sophomore year campaign at the University of Michigan. So we need to have patience with Shimon the Mets. That's why he's a little bit of a project because, you know, I, I get that's a bit of a hot take, but bear with me in that regards. It's because Shimon the Mets, there's no reason to rush him. We're trying to develop him. We're trying to take his game to the, to the next level. The one thing I want to see him do, which he was able to do during the course of the playoffs when he was playing overseas, I want to see him generate more offense off his twig. We've seen that we've seen it during the course of practice. We've seen it during the course of, you know, some clips that either Amanda Stein or Ryan Novazinski tweet out of him having just an absolute strong slap shot, whatever the case might be. Like the puck is flying off his stick. And we want to and we want to elevate that just a little bit more. So we want to just polish him up and get him ready for Luke Hughes. And with those two, and you know, I don't know how it's gonna work next year, but I'm not trying to think too far ahead in that regards, but the fact of the matter is this, Luke Hughes and Shimon the Mets, whether they both begin in Utica, whether they, um, um, you know, make the roster out of training camp uh, come next year, they're definitely going to be an interesting defensive tandem. So I think for Shimon the Mets, it's better. It's just uh, best for him to start the season in Utica, get more opportunities down there and just wait for his, um, his potential future buddy in Luke Hughes. So that's my overall stance. And Kevin Ball, during the course of last season, especially towards the end of, of, of those games, we saw the potential. We saw him keeping offensive possessions alive for New Jersey Devils. We saw him be a decent shot suppressor uh, when he made his NHL debut just a couple years ago. So my overall take about Kevin Ball is, is just like I think he has had more time to develop. I think he's more uh, ready than Shimon the Mets. I get that a lot of people might not agree with me in that regards, but, you know, he has been with the organization longer. And I think if anyone deserves a chance to like, you know, maybe get a few more NHL games under their belt early, I think it belongs to Kevin Ball in that regard. So the battle between Shimon the Mets and um, Kevin Ball, I'm going to go with Kevin Ball in that regard. So Kevin Ball will make the open night roster for New Jersey Devils as an extra defenseman for New Jersey. And now from 31 forwards to 16, Similar to defensemen, most of these players are going to be on the team. So when it comes to the fours, there's definitely a lot of uh, question marks because it's just like we, we don't know what's going to happen to Michael McLeod, uh, Mason Gearston. I don't even know why he's still on the roster at this point. Like, he's terrible. I, my only thing is I think it's just he's an enforcer and he just like um, he's able to just get under the ire of his opponents and, you know, second game of the year against the Seattle Kraken when Jack Hughes went down with an injury, he got some payback. And I think that's what kind of solidified him having somewhat of a decent of a role the rest of the season for New Jersey Devils. But the fact of the matter is this, yes, I appreciate his aggression. I have, I appreciate his hard work, but it doesn't exonerate the lack of skill that he has. So I don't think Mason Gearshin should be on the opening night roster for New Jersey Devils. I just don't believe it. So, you know, when looking at the Fords, um, if I had to make a prediction, I'd say that uh, Mason Gerson, he's got to get waived. He's got to get cut. No, no one's going to pick him up. So, you know, I, if they do, so be it. Like, I don't care. And I think a lot of Devils fans will just be like, oh, Mason Gerson, uh, yeah, name rings a bell somewhere. What, whatever the case might be. He's an enforcer. I love his energy. I love his tenacity. I love the energy he brings. But like I said, the skill is just not there. So why do we still have him on this damn roster? Get him off the roster. So 
when looking at that, I think Gerson would be a dead giveaway to be sent down by the New Jersey Devils or uh, or get waived, whatever the case might be. But for the uppieth time, Mason Gerson should not be on the roster for the New Jersey Devils. And uh, I, I, I can't reiterate that enough. Now, uh, according to allaboutthejersey.com, they're projecting for – uh, the two players to be cut for the New Jersey Devils are to be Michael McLeod and Mason Gearson. I'm going to have to disagree with them in that regards. I, I just, I get the debate and I get the argument as to, and I'm just focusing on a hockey standpoint, not on what's going outside standpoint. So let, so just keeping it strictly hockey for right now. I just don't see Michael McLeod getting cut from the New Jersey Devils. I just really don't see it now. Has he done enough to solidify himself a spot? I would say no, but here's something you cannot deny. He and Nathan Bashan have great chemistry. And just a couple of years ago, Michael McLeod was really good in the face-off department for the New Jersey Devils. He brings that energy. He's a spark plug player, and that's something we need. And quite, quite honestly, I want to see the BMW line once again. I want to see Bashan, McLeod, and um and wood so there we go the the reuniting of the bmw line so i i i just don't think that michael mcleod will you know follow andreas johnson and get cut because that was a discussion i've been doing the past couple episodes which is tom Fitzgerald could do something drastic and cut both andreas johnson and michael mcleod but if i had to pick one or the other i i'd say michael mcleod would get picked up uh from waivers quicker than andreas johnson just because I think you can get more potential out of uh, Michael McLeod. And that's the name of the game. Which player can you get the most out of? Because they predict that um, Ball, Boquist, Holtz, and Zetterlin would make the team uh, for the New Jersey Devils, according to allaboutthejersey.com. Um, I would say Ball, McLeod, Holtz, and Zetterlin. Though That would be my guess because uh, demoting the Mets – and placing Bernier on LTIR would bring the Devils down to 23 players for opening night if you just need a, a refresher. So, yes, we all know that Alexander Holtz and Fabian Zetterlin pretty much are a lock to make the team at this point. That's why they waived Andreas Johnson. But I just think, and, and you know, I don't know if this is going to actually happen or not, but I think Michael McLeod will make the opening night roster for New Jersey Devils. Now, he is a bit of a distraction, and – uh, I think you guys are getting a little sick of me discussing it, and I will. I don't think I'll discuss it anymore until I get more information or until this story becomes a little bit bigger. But that's just the fact. But on a hockey standpoint, I want Michael McLeod on the roster for New Jersey Devils to provide that energy and that spark plug and just be a solid contributor on the bottom six. And the BMW line, that could be somewhat entertaining. So let me know what you guys think. Who do you think is going to be one of the last few cuts for New Jersey Devils? Because at this point, it's pretty much guaranteed that Alexander Holtz and Fabian Zetterlund have made the team. Who are your other players that you might want as a backup on the defensive side of things? And which four are you willing to bring aboard for the Devils organization? So let me know what you guys think. So my predictions are Ball, McLeod, Zetterlund, and Holtz to make the final few uh roster spots for New Jersey Devils. And as for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. So thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. And I'm going to take another cough drop because my throat is killing me and it's about to give out. So uh, thank God it's the weekend. So hopefully I'm better come Monday. So 
Season's right around the corner, guys. Thanks for listening once again.